The following audio is a sermon preached by one of our pastors at Restoration Church in St. Mary's, Georgia. We pray that the Holy Spirit would minister to you deeply with this message. My goodness. All right. Well, first of all today, I want to thank everybody for coming today. Today is a day where uh, we're just coming off of Thanksgiving. Everybody's full of turkey, me included, and everybody's went to multiple Thanksgivings. I got a question. Who has went to the most Thanksgiving in here? Do I got two? I got two there. Two. Who went to three? Three. You went to five? How many did you go to, Neil? Neil, but you cooked for all of them. We only got two? <laughs> two? Nobody went to three? That's what I'm talking about. See, everybody's watching their weight nowadays. <clears throat> me, if somebody would have invited me to the third one, I would have went. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. Well, this morning, I want to start off with an agreement. I want us to all to agree on something real fast. We're going to agree on God's word. Wait a minute. Just hold on. God's word. <clears throat> so I want to end this with an amen if you agree with me on this. God's word, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's more powerful than any words that a man can speak. Any books for dummies that are out there, it's more powerful than those. It's more powerful than best friends or family or, my favorite, my own thoughts. It's more powerful than any quote you've ever heard. Why? Because the Bible isn't a book of quotes. It's a book of answers. It's a guide for each one of us and our steps in life. It's a rock for us to stand on and a plan for our salvation. It truly is a map to God, no matter the circumstances. We agree? Amen? Amen. amen. All right, good. Good. I'm glad because if you had no, had no amens, I don't know what I would have went with next. All right, here we go. <clears throat> We're going to start off in Ephesians chapter 6. Now, the beginning, uh, the end of that uh, what I just read, it's talking about God truly is, it's, it's a map to him, no matter the circumstances. Now, circumstances in life get jumbled up a lot of times. A lot of times it becomes an excuse for us a lot of times to be outside of God's word. Why? Because circumstances, when they come up, we'll look at it and go, well, you don't understand the circumstance, or, well, I got a lot going on because of this or that. But let me tell you what God's word says. It says, <clears throat> In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So in all circumstances, every single circumstance that we go to, we can take up the field. Ooh, man, I'm about to spike this, spike this um, stand here. All right. No matter what the circumstance is, no matter what situation comes up, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is ready for us, and it will impact every circumstance that will come up in life for us to be outside of his word. So, why is that? Because what is life? Life is busy, isn't it? Come on, everybody in here is like, man, I got this. Let me tell you what we like to do. We like to take every time slot of every part of our day, everyone, per hour, for instance, we get up in the morning, we may get up at 7, 7.30 sometimes. I'm talking about myself here. Get up at 7.30. As soon as I wake up, I'm like, all right, I got to get showered, dressed, got to get to church instantly. What, what can I forget in there? I forget to pray. Man, I didn't start out in God's Word. Why? I don't know why. It's busy. Busy. As soon as I get here, what do we do? I've already told everybody last time I preached. What do we do when we get here? We mop. Right? We mop, right? We come here, we mop. We, you know what we do, though? We, we, we start out in God's Word when we get here now. But let me tell you what could, could happen to us. We get in a situation where we go, you know what? 
there's an event here this weekend, and we got a lot to do. Dave, Dave just, he's not a worker. He don't do squats, so we have to make up for him. (laughs) We luckily, we got Kevin coming in now. It helps out. You know, uh, you know, we got Neil. Neil reorganizes the closets every week. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. We got to get done. But could you imagine if every day we started out in God's Word? If we treated God's Word like a cell phone. If we had it in our pocket everywhere we went, anytime we needed answers, we didn't Google it. We just brought it up and just went, you know what? God's Word says this in every circumstance that we could come to. Our time slots are full. But who does that? We do. That's right. We do that. So, because of that, what suffers? What suffers is our, 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 our lives with God, our relationship with God. It suffers because we don't say, you know what, God, here's, <laughs> this is funny, but we don't say, God, here's a time slot I can stick you in. Are you good with that? And God's like, oh, I guess. I got to have it somewhere, right? No, no, absolutely not. So our spiritual walks suffer in a lot of times because of when we get into these moments that we have an opportunity to be in God's word. We don't, we don't try for those moments. We would rather have those moments where we say, you know what? Let me use my wife, for example. We don't go, you know what? I really haven't hung out with Stephanie. Not saying hanging out with your wife's not good. But you know what? The best thing I could be doing with my wife is getting in God's word together and really spending time with her in that. How are we going to grow together, you know? So, here we go. <clears throat> Let me give you some couple quick little hard facts that whenever I did some research and uh, I was kind of shocked at first. And I thought, hey, you know, it could be true because I'm not in this. I'm not in this statistic. I am. All right. On average, one of, out of every 100 in your congregation know all the books of the Bible. One out of 100. So, you have 200. There's only two of you out here. What's wrong with you? Only one. How many books we got in the Bible? Thank you, Miss Jeannie. Right on it. Thank you, Miss Jeannie. I remember. I remember. <laughs> or, <laughs> right. Or they have, nor do they even know, though, all 66 books in the Bible. One out of 100 only know, because they only, they've read them, but only one knows what each book actually is and what it means, what it's about. The book of Ezra. Talk to me. Who knows it? Come on. Luckily enough, I read it last night. No joke, because I didn't know either. (laughs) I did. I read it last night. Let me give you another one. More than three-fourths of a congregation cannot tell you where to find Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Three-fourths. Where is it found in the Bible? Or which book the Ten Commandments is actually in? Everybody's like, trivia there. Here we go. I got this. Three-fourths of your congregation couldn't tell you. Others would say, oh, yeah, it's... mm," but. And yes, you were right, it's Exodus. Also, the Sermon on the Mount is found in Matthew chapter 5 through 7. I had to do that because myself, I was like, you know, I think it's in Matthew. I looked it up, sure enough, it was in Matthew. I got trivia right on that one. So, it's funny though, isn't it funny how we can go day to day and we can look at things, we can play a trivia game and it's fun. It's fun to play trivia, isn't it? I love to play trivia, I do. Test your knowledge, I also get to show off my brain. I got a brain. Everybody's like, yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> no, <Nah>, for real. <laughs> but I do, I like it. I like doing that. But look right here. Our loyalty to God matters in the biggest way. It matters because loyalty to God, it has and can be 
altered by what we call life every day. It can be altered because of the fact that we have God's word. We have answers. We have the answers to, God, to, to life, but we choose not to. So it's really because we have so many choices in this world, don't we? We really do. We have a lot of places that we can look and decide whether or not we're going to go. For instance, we have 66 books in the Bible to decide, hey, this is where I'm going to start if we want to, right? So check this out. Let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook up some of the uh, guys that like football in here. Everybody likes football, right? I think there's only one. I don't think Gabriel likes football. Gabriel, you're awesome, though, because you don't have to worry about Sundays. You're like, I can stay here as long as I want. It doesn't matter. Me, I'm like, all right, everything's locked. We got to go. <laughs> Greg, you know. <laughs> so check this out. In the NFL, we have 32 teams, right? All right. That was a trivia. That was trivia. We have 32 teams. Now check this out. All 32 teams every year. Now, I have a favorite team. It's the Jaguars. Calm down. Calm down. Chris, you got me on this? All right, Chris is on my side on this one. All right, I like the Jaguars. They, do they stink? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Now check this out, though. Out of the 32 teams we get to choose from every single year, I got a choice to go because only because I've told you this year I'm a Jaguars fan. But next year, I could go, you know what? Jaguars stinks, so I decided to be a 49er fan. (laughs) I only know one in the back that's one. There may be more. I don't really know. Actually, there's two. Sorry. (laughs) But you look at that. You say, okay, out of 32 teams, every single year we have a choice whether or not we want to go for that team, right? We have a choice every single day which way we're going to go. Now, for those of you that are not bandwagon jumpers, let me put it to you this way. Um... We could spend a whole hour. My favorite team, Jaguars, right? Bulldogs are for college, but college is a little different. People show more loyalty to their college. I don't know why. Probably because they don't get paid, or do they? So check this out. We can go, we can look at the 32 teams we have, and if you're not a bandwagon jumper, you can look at it like this. If every single time we come together as guys, when we come together as uh, the ministry, uh, men's ministry, what do we like to talk about? We like to talk about football, so we discuss our teams, why our teams are better than the other. We go through it on and on and on and on and on. And I can tell you every reason why Georgia's going to win next year. I can. I promise I can. <laughs> every single, I can give you every reason, but I'm going to tell you something. Why do we not, why are we not able to sit down and discuss God's word? We could argue for an hour about our favorite team, but we couldn't sit down for, for an hour with a group of believers and speak on God's word for an entire hour. We can't, can we? You think about it for a minute. Think about this for a second. I'm going to hang out with, I mean, I hang out with my dad and Cameron, or normally the guys I hang out with the most. Why? Because Cameron comes over all the time. All the time. <laughs> he eats my food. We have to grill. It's just ridiculous. He, he spanks my dogs. It gets rough. <laughs> but check this out. We could sit down for an entire hour talking about sports and talking about everything else, but Here's the thing, our lack of knowledge in God's word is what keeps us from the topic, isn't it? It really is. We can say all day long that we want to speak on this or speak on that, but we will never be able to last in a conversation. Um, And I'm going to prove this to you. I can sit down with Greg, Kevin, and Dave. I don't want to say they're not masters of the Bible. What I'm saying, they're just there. The the knowledge just pours out of their ears, and I'm sitting there like, holy cow. (laughs) Ezra. Because I just read it, you know. <laughs> Ezra, I can talk about. I can talk to you about that. We talk to you about Jesus, but I don't have this uh, this plethora of, of background and knowledge. Why? Because I've never, I never, I never spent the time, you know, prior to in life. I never really spent a whole lot of time in God's Word to really care about what circumstance will come up in life and go. You know what? 
This is where I can go to, to, to work. This is where I can go and look at it. I'll put it to you like this. I, I'm not a butterfly-tologist. What is that? I don't even know. <clears throat> I don't know a thing about butterflies. Nothing. No idea. I don't talk about it. All I know is they flutter, and they're different colors, and they get on the flowers, and they do whatever. And they die pretty quick, right? <laughs> I know more than I thought. Now, uh, but think about this. We can look at this and, and say, okay, butterflies are one thing, but... I don't claim to be a butterflytologist. I claim to be a Christian. You know, this is my foundation. This is what I should be looking at. This is where I'm going to go and get my knowledge. This is where I'm going to have a rock to stand on. This is where I'm supposed to go for that. Why? Because I claim to be one. I say all the time I'm a Christian, pastor, or whatever. I look at it and say, oh, I'm this, I'm that. But you know what? I wouldn't be able to argue with you because I don't know it. Butterflies either. I wouldn't be able to do either one. Why is that? Because we neglect the very thing that leads us. We neglect the very thing that should be leading us as Christians. We do. We, ne- we neglect God's word. Um, and, and who suffers for it? Our families suffer for it. Our lives, our relationships suffer for it. I mean, think about that. My goodness gracious. You know, my, my, my family, my family... Um, at the beginning, when, whenever I first became a Christian at nine years old, I, I remember thinking, man, look at God and, and, and heaven and hell and all this stuff and the word of God. My mom used to talk to me all the time about the word of God. It, you know, it is. It's always been the word of God was from the foundation of the world. It was his word. His word started everything. It kick-started everything. But we still neglect it. My mom used to just tell me all the time about, you know, you should be reading God's word. You should be reading God's word. You should be reading God's word. I mean, she would tell me constantly, and I never understood why. So let's, let's go through some scripture. Let's go to John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32. It'll be up there. I'm going to go ahead and read it. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you abide... In my word. So let's talk about the word abide for a minute. Abide. Abide in the dictionary. Webster. It's not like our concordance, but it's Webster. Uh, abide means to accept or bear, to stay or live somewhere, or to remain or continue. Look at that. We're supposed to abide in his word. That's how we're going to show people that we're disciples of Christ. That's how we're going to. We're not going to get there by simply uh, doing the... Uh, Doing the um, thing, I, I, one of my favorite things is the, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, God's word. Um, um, let me tell you this. I saw this on a, on a skit thing. I'm going I'm to I'm do my best here to, to, to help that out. Uh, my favorite line, and I've done this before, is to go, all right, where in God's word does it talk about um, Jesus and walking on water and somebody jumps out of the boat? Where's that at? Where's that at? And my favorite thing is, like, you, you can sit, literally say any name in the Bible, and a lot of people will be like, yeah, Luke, <laughs> right? You can, because why? No one else knows, right? You don't, you're just going to, you'll be the smart one. Yeah, Luke jumped out, weird. You can, you can sit there and, and you can look at all that and just think, this is where, this is what God's word says. You can, you can name anything. A lot of people will just look at you like, that's probably right. He quoted some scripture in there and he said, Jesus, that's important. 
You know, a lot of people will look at that. Check this out. In John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Anyone who loves me, he will keep my word. My goodness gracious. I'm, from, from the point of nine years old till the time I was 24 years old, oh my goodness gracious, how in the world could I ever proclaim that I loved God? I remember being in school. There was a, um, a girl many, many people know in here. Her name's Caitlin. Caitlin Walmack. One day we were sitting there at a gym, I'll never forget this, and she said, hey, Jordan, what was that hill called where Jesus' cross was on? And she was in a big group of people. And I remember walking up going, Golgotha. <laughs> and she was like, that's right, that's right. His mom runs the youth, so he knows this stuff. Yeah, I got lucky, I'm going to be honest. And the only reason is because I memorized the Bible trivia book my mom had. No joke, I did. <laughs> Every time we did, I knew, the, I knew all the answers because I memorized that book. I didn't care about the Bible. I was just like, yeah, I got the book trivia, right to it. I know it. See, I'm twisty like that, isn't I? Check this out. We're going to go to uh, Psalms. Psalms 19. 119, excuse me. Psalms 119. It says... Uh, we're going to go to verse 81. My soul longs for your salvation. I hope in your word. Verse 130 says, The unfolding of your words gives light and imparts understanding to the simple. Unfolding of the words gives light. So in every circumstance that we come across, and every time that we have a chance to abide in his word, we have, the psalm says, we have hope, we have hope in his word. Hope. So when all hope is lost, when everything in life is crumbling down because busy, 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 everybody in here is busy, 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 we have an opportunity to have the Word of God to come to light for us. We have the opportunity to do that. Why? Because we have His Word. He gave it to us. He gave it to us. It's been here from the start. Speaking of the start, one of my favorite questions has been, and this has only been this year. One of my favorite questions that I've, that I've gotten from anybody talking about the Bible is, where do you start? Where do you start? There's 66 books. There's tons of stuff to go through. Tons. Check, check this out. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 13.5. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. Examine yourselves. See where in God's, or see where it is that God is, is, is moving you to. See where it is. For instance, let me, let, me, let me put it to you this way. If you're in the hospital, if you're in the hospital and you got a broke finger, a dislocated shoulder, you had a heart attack, and you need a knee replacement, some people say that was a bad night, right? <laughs> but think about this. What is that doctor going to do first? He's going to say, all right, I got to set that finger. He's going to put in a little cast, popsicle sticks with some tape, and it's going to heal. It's got to heal, right? The shoulder, it's got to be popped back into place. 
got to be healed. It's going to hurt. It's got to be healed. The heart, the heart has to go through a lot of surgeries, right? It's got to go through a lot, but over time, it's going to heal. And the knee, it's got to be replaced altogether. It's got to be completely swapped out for a brand new one, right? But it can be healed all through God's word, every bit of it. So examine yourselves. See where it is that God is pushing you in, in an area or see where God's leading you to do something there and look it up. Thank God for a concordance in the back because no matter what it may be, if it's, you know, it could be lust, it could be money, it could be love, it could be anything, it could be relationships, it could be just relationships uh, between a man and a woman or a uh, man and woman that are married. It can be anything. Look it up and God will show you he will give you, as the word says, he will, his words will come to light for you when you get into it. Jesus himself, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he's, the devil is trying every, every way possible just to get Jesus to bow down to him. He's trying every way possible. He's quoting scripture. He's slinging scripture at him. And Jesus quotes out of Deuteronomy chapter 8. He said, it is written... Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Every single word that comes from God. That's what we're going to live. It doesn't just live by me and you eating, although we just came from Turkey and <laughs> you feel like I'm alive, <laughs> you know, when you're done because you're, although you're tired and you want to take a nap, but still, you feel like you're alive. You feel good. It feels good, doesn't it? God's word is going to make you feel great. It's going to fill you up. It's going to be love. It's going to be all over you. God showed, Jesus shows me through this text one thing. When I read this, I thought, you know what? We eat every single day. We eat all day long, don't we? Three, sometimes five. If you're working out, you're eating a lot of chickens, so you pump a protein. Camera's the only one I can think that does that around here, to be honest. So he's doing all this stuff, but think about this. Without eating, we're just eating, right? Oh, excuse me. Without God, all we're doing is just eating, right? All we're truly doing is just merely existing. We're just existing. We're just walking around in this world pretending like we care about a whole lot of things. Christian, I put the title Christian on my, on my, little, my little badge here. Say, so, yep, I'm a Christian. I'll keep walking around playing that game. But the truth of the matter is the only way, God's Word said it, the only way we show that we're God's disciples is when we abide in His Word, when we're in His Word. Our relationship with God is vital now. Do I... I Am I forgetting prayer? Absolutely not. Prayer is vital in our relationship with God. But here's the thing. If I'm going to pray to God and say, God, help me, God, help me, God, help me, but not go to the manual that says how God's fixing to help you, what am I really doing? Who am I helping? Who am I really? What what am I doing? God, show me. God, show me. God, show me. God's going, I got a book. It's the bestseller. It's been the bestseller forever around here. Pick it up. We have so many opportunities to be in God's word. We really do. But instead, we actually grab a lot of other things by the horns in life. We grab them and just ride them out and just say, you know what, this is, this is going to be good. This is going to be good because, you know, in the end, before I go to bed, I'll spend, I'll spend about 30, 40 minutes God's word, hit a little bit of prayer in between that, me and God will be good for the day. Oh, and I got to ask for my sins to be forgiven. That way I'm taken care of. No, God's desire is for us. His desire is to teach us, to show us, and ultimately lead us to Him. 2 Timothy 3, 
16 and 17 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. A man can be complete through God's Word. Complete. It's possible. God's Word says it. It's profitable for teaching. It's for reproof, for correction. And that's one that none of us like. Nobody likes to be corrected. But God's Word does it every single time you go to the, the next chapter. You go to the next chapter, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> you mean I'm watching too much TV? Because He'll convict you of it. He'll show you. But God's Word's got to do that. What we want to do is go to our best friend. This is what we want to do. We want to go to our best friend or family member and say, look, this is life. This is what I'm going through. And if you have a family member that doesn't say, well, God's word says, run, because it's not from the word of God. If they're not going to show you in God's word where it's at, or if they can't tell you where in God's word it's at, or what God's word says to the word, it's not really going to get anything. It's going to make you feel good for a few hours. But in the end, we're supposed to be abiding in God's word the entire time. We should be there already. Now, does that not mean that coming to church isn't vital? No, it absolutely is. Does that mean that I shouldn't go to counseling because God's Word is the only place I should go? No, no, no. Because God's Word is relevant for each one of us. Each one of us have a chance to be redeemed, right? Every single one of us can, has a chance for salvation. Every one of us has a chance to be able to be a disciple for God. But how in the world can you say that I want to be a disciple for God and then somebody comes to you and says, hey, this is life. This is life. And where are you supposed to go with them? You're supposed to send them right back to the Word. You can't do that if you're not doing both. You can't. You have to be in God's Word. You have to be able to abide in His Word. God's Word says, at the end of that verse, it says that, um, uh, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. How does this man get complete? How does he become equipped how does God's word equip us? Check this out. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11 says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return, do not return there, but, the wa- but, but to water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word, this is God, this is God, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth and shall not return to me empty, some versions will say void there, but it shall accomplish what which I purpose, and it shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. He equips us because God's word is not going to return empty. We're equipped. We have every, we have it. It's here. We're equipped. We got to know it. We got to know it to be equipped. Because God's word says right here, it shall accomplish what, that which I purpose. It will accomplish what it's supposed to go do. But how is it going to accomplish it if we're not abiding in His Word? It can't accomplish a thing because nobody's speaking it. We have a, a, a body of believers that truly desires to do a work of God, don't we? Yes. Don't we? We do. We want to be in God's Word. We want to be able to get out there. But what are we truly doing if all we're doing is giving them hot dogs? We're not, right? We're not. We're not going to do a thing. If we're not going to show every single person that comes across in life that Jesus Christ lives within us, we abide in his word. We continue to show people that God wants to do so much through them. He wants to do so much through them. 
God's word is for a purpose, and it shall succeed in whatever it does, and it will not return empty. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of God. Rightly handling, rightly handling the word of God. God's word. Who are we to say we're Christians if we're not rightly handling the manual God gave us? Who are we? What are we truly doing? We're not doing nothing for God. We're not. I can tote this Bible around all the time. Why? Because it's small, it's compact, and I can stick it in my pocket, right? I'm not doing a thing if I never take it out and read it. But I'm a Christian, right? I'm a Christian, right? If I have it in my, po- in, my, in my pocket? No, absolutely not. I want to show God that I want to be an approved worker for him. I want the day that his son comes down on the cloud and he says, Picks me up, he takes me, ascends into heaven, he tells me, well done, good and faithful servant. Why? Because I abided in his word. I took his word to heart. I used it for my relationship with him. I used it to be able to preach out into the public, to to preach to those that need it, and those to be preached back to me because they used the word of God. Psalms 19, verse 11. says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. So we read God's word to present ourselves to God, approved and unashamed because we have rightly handled his word. We study. We study God's word to meditate and to memorize, to store it up in our hearts so that we will not sin against him. So when we have, when we have a rock to stand on and a way to beat the devil, when he shows up and gives us thoughts of false loyalties to the Father, we have a way to beat him. We have a way to tell the devil, no, no, that's not the route I'm going today. And you know what? I'm going to decide to never do that again because God's word is what I'm going to stand on. My relationship with God is not going to falter, and his word's not going to return void. So why do we do all this? Why do we go through so much to get closer to God? What is it that we truly are desiring? We're desiring the knowledge of God, aren't we? That's what we desire. We want to get closer. I, I, I would, if, if it was me, I, well, I say if it was me, it's me. I, uh, if I want to learn more about the Georgia Bulldogs, what do I do? I go through all the stats. I go through everything in the past. So that way when somebody brings up how many master championships they've had in the last 20 some odd years, I say one, just one, and I wasn't even alive when it happened. I can say that because I took time and I studied and I looked at it. I know it. So why do we do this? We do this for knowledge. So let's go to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. We're going to read this together. We do all this for knowledge. Proverbs 1, verse 7. We're going to read this together. You ready? Here we go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Let's do it again, everybody. One, two, three. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The beginning of the knowledge that we are trying to strive for, the beginning of that is to fear the Lord. Why in the world we feel a fear a God of love? Why? Because we, each one of us, put a title on ourselves and say we're Christians. We're Jesus's. We're God's. We're his people. That's who we are. 
That's who we say we are. We all say we are. If I'm a Jaguar, if I was a Jaguar, I would want to say that I'm a Denver Bronco right now. I would. I would, right? You would. You want to be on the best team available. So the significance of our relationship with God rests on our knowledge of his word. So let's not let life's test come up when they come up that we don't open the book. That's going to give us the answers. Worship team, come up. We have opportunities in life all the time to really show God who we want to be. We want to be his disciples. We want to be able to preach his word and get it out. There are so many people. We, we want to do all the work, but we don't want to do the hard stuff, which is opening the manual from the get-go and just say, this is where I want to be, God. This is his holy word. This is the word of God. That video we watched this morning, I, I have done that. I have done that countless times in life. And countless times in life. I have, I have literally woke up that morning and was like, man, we're, we're going to church. Where is my Bible? <laughs> because why? If I walked in without it, I would be afraid somebody was going to look at me wrong. But you know what? The reason we're doing that from the get-go is because we're more worried about people's perception of us than the God who we serve's perception of who we're supposed to be and who he commissioned us to be and who he said we're supposed to be and who... We serve and we worship here on Sunday. We came here for him. I pray each one of us came for him for him. Come here from came here for him. God's word. God's word is our it's our all. It's our answers. It's our it's our book that eventually, eventually, um, when we get to heaven, we're gonna be able to to see God. We're going to be able to see God. We're going to be able to see where the word actually originated from, where it's at. It's him and all of his glory. But if you pass that up, you're merely existing. Life's an open book test. And all the answers are right here. Let's pray. Father God, God, we love you. God, we just praise your name today. God, we thank you for your word. And what it does for us, God, it fills us up, God. It fills us up, God. It, it shows us that every wrong or right that we can do or are supposed to, God, your, your word shows us that we are to be approved by you through everything that we do anyway. So really, truly, we're not doing anything for show, God. We don't want to do it for show. We want to do it for you. God, we just want to abide in your word. God, we want your words to come to light for each one of us. God, because we just want to draw closer to you. God, what, what, what more, God? What more can the devil do to us, God? He's going to try everything possible, God, to, to steer us away from you, God, but your word will bring us right back. God, it'll turn us back to you in every part of our lives. God, it'll show us every single time. God, when he comes to tempt God, Jesus, your son, quoted your word to get rid of him every single time. He brought it up. He kept bringing up more scripture, more scripture. God, and your son, your son beat him just, God, by rebuking him, God, through your word. So, God, we, we have opportunities in life, God, to, to not fail, God, 
Each one of us, God, knows that sin, sin is, is, is what your son died for us for, God. God, I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that if there's anybody here today, God, that truly doesn't know you, God, they're ready to come back to you, God, only on your word, God, and, and just to serve you, God, not to put on a show, God, just to abide in you, God, just a vast, God, in all your grace, God, and your mercy for our lives, God, we love you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. If you would like to connect with Restoration Church, you can do so by visiting our Facebook page, Restoration Camden, or also our church website, www.restorationcamden.com. There you will find all of our contact information, including current ministries, sermons and teachings, serving opportunities, upcoming events, and outreaches. If you would like to get in touch with our pastors concerning a prayer request or a special need you'd like us to attend to, please feel free to do so. Also, please feel free to share this sermon. We just ask that you do not alter the content in any way. God bless you, and thank you for listening.